and gentlemen, welcome to episode 8 of the Future Fit Podcast, a podcast dedicated to getting one man in shape. My name is Adam Ballard, and the man in question is Michael Pankhurst. Pank, how are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm doing well. It's later than usual here. It's earlier than usual there, uh, but <laughs> and everything's sort of up on his head. But uh, I, Yeah, I managed to, to break the trend and get up for an early workout. Like, I've been going in the afternoons for a month or two straight now, and finally back in the groove and had a little extra time, and I was like, he's awake, I'm awake. We haven't recorded one of these in a while. Let's do this. So. Yeah, I feel really bad because it got to the point where people were saying, oh, like, is, is Future Fit over? Is it just not happening anymore? I'm like, well, I'm definitely still going to the gym, so like that that part of it's not over. Yeah, like, that dude, don't... It, it is totally my bad. It's you know full summer vacation time here. We've been taking family trips on the weekends, and uh, we always have good intentions of recording after a Future Boys podcast, which is kind of our geek pop culture show. But uh, those go on for about three or four hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're gonna record it, then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, it's it's like the next day, and you're like, uh. Well, I don't know if we have the time anymore. Yeah, so. well, I feel like it's been a full month since we checked in, but Pank, like, just fitness-wise, what's happening with you right now? Um, I think I'm feeling pretty good, actually. Like, my, uh, I was just sort of flexing and turning away from the mic by accident, but, <laughs> um, like, I can somewhat flex reliably and have, like, muscles turn up, but I'm like, that's real weird, but, um, yeah, like, I'm definitely sort of experiencing some change now. Which is nice, which I quite like. A nice uh, benchmark was uh, we were talking in the chat, and you had to buy your like first new round of clothes. Uh, so yeah, how did yeah, that, that feel? That was um, like it was really surprising. I'll be honest, because uh, we were talking, and then I just sort of like sp- uh, out of nowhere, I'm like, okay, just uh, I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna buy some new stuff, uh, go down a size from what I normally am, and uh, and then I was like. You know, hopefully some of it will fit, and then if it doesn't fit, it sort of serves as a really good inspiration that I've got this stuff, it's sitting there waiting for me, and uh, this will be, you know, good to go by the time I, uh, you know, I want to like, work towards that, and then just everything more or less, like, fit pretty well, um, and even more telling that everything still seems to fit after the sort of, like, first round through the washing machine, so nice. usually get some uh, some shrinkage either in the washing or uh, in the dryer, but no, everything's still okay. I haven't had to resort to, like, go in the open shirt for everything I wear and uh, have something on underneath, but it's actually, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I... I so there's still part of it where I look at it and it still feels the same or looks the same sure. than I was before, um, but and it's over. Uh, it's a it's a little bit weird that way. Uh, in that I think there's a certain degree that uh, like I had a bit of like fat on my body before, like a fair bit to be honest. Uh, and it's sort of like things are slowly. It's like there's like this volcano that's like slowly emerging from under the sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah. it's a case that I've got to let that like work its way back. Like let the tides draw back, and then all of a sudden like it'll sort of all fall into place. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's getting there. It's the reason there. a lot of people get frustrated and stop with a workout routine is because they're not seeing, you know, quote, results fast enough. And mm-hmm. I tell people constantly that uh, getting in shape happens at about the same speed as getting out of shape. So you didn't just yeah. wake up, you know, uh, like loose and flabby and stuff like that. It, it slowly happened over time. And uh, between exercising, eating right, and, you know, ideally resting as much as possible, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're... We're taking three glaciers and moving them at yeah. a, a triple glacier pace. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing everything right. Now, I do want to compliment you on air uh, with uh, the notes you've been keeping. Um, part of our deal was that uh, Pank had to take, you know, 
accurate, vivid notes at the gym, like as far as his numbers and what he was doing for each lift. And you've got this amazing spreadsheet uh, laid out where you keep up with all of your workouts. And did you just come up with a layout yourself or did you look up somebody else's? Uh, I tried looking up other people's and then it just didn't work. So I'm just like, I'm just going to make a giant chart uh, where it's just more or less uh, calendar sort of sorted out. So uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays for, for last month. And I guess we'll, because we've sort of uh, updated the roster a bit going into July mm. um, <clears throat> to a third day. But now it's uh, more or less just a case of each exercise, uh, the weights I'm working on, both in kilos and pounds for you know, easy translations. Uh, and then reps uh, in terms of how many uh, I'm doing. Uh, and to be honest, that was probably one of the good things as well is I've been using a little bit of color coding. So if I either had to, uh, if I you know hit a new uh, weight that I had sort of been able to lift on those days, or if I say had to drop back down to a, a lower level than I'd like, it's a sort of nice to be able to sort of uh, really quickly look back and see, okay, well this week I, uh, I decided to go a little bit harder and do a third set on say, this case the Smith press, and I managed to break through what my limit had been before. So mm -hmm. yeah, um, uh, that's been really handy and just just for me, like as a, a guy kind of trying to cheerlead you along, like looking at it and seeing, like you know, it's it's different. Like when you're in the gym, you know, like you said, even looking at your own progress, everything feels slow. Uh, but for me to look at the numbers on this sheet and just see this slow climb, like it's super motivating. So hats off to you. Mm -hmm. Thanks. You mentioned a new workout routine. We have entered what I'm calling the third phase of our uh, our actual exercise mm -hmm. plans, and uh, I think uh, threw you a little bit for a loop when I said we were going to be doing uh, opposing muscle groups. Um, yeah. So you're like, we're going to do push and pull, and I'm like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you're like, here are the exercises. Bye. I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not like, no, no, not in a bad way. It was just like. You're gonna do that. You just like you just drop the bomb like halfway through this conversation, and you're like, uh, uh, "Okay." And it's just like going into a math class, and it's like, "Okay, so we're gonna be able to solve this problem using algebra." And you're like, "Wait, what? You have we covered this?" And they're like, "You've already been doing." It. You're like, "What? Have I? What?" And I just have no idea what's going on. Uh, but then I go and do my first set at the gym, and then all of a sudden I feel like I did really well that time, and I'm not sure why. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it might have something to do with that or not, but I'm pretty sure you can explain a little bit better. Absolutely. Uh, in exercise and lifting, there's a term that gets used a lot called plateauing, which is uh, once you're in the groove of going to the gym like you are right now, the easiest thing to do is to do the exact same workouts every time mm -hmm. you set your foot in the door and your body adapts to it real quickly. And so we call that muscle memory. So. Uh, it gets to where it's like your body instinctively knows, okay, we just did bench press. I know old Pink here, he's going to go for some press downs now. So it's mm -hmm. it's 10 steps ahead of you and it's adapted to those routines. So uh, shaking things up and doing things a little different will help us overcome that muscle memory. And uh, like you were saying, just by changing things, uh, keeping our muscles fresh, like we can overcome some of those plateaus. For the opposing muscle groups, we're basically making them fight each other. So... Uh, opposite sides of your arm. So biceps on top, triceps on bottom. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, we'll start off with a curl. So you're hitting those curls, you're getting your arms nice and tired, and then uh, we turn around immediately and your arms do not get a break and you're doing a press down. So bicep to tricep. Uh, there's no, even though you're working different muscle groups, we're still keeping it in your arms. So uh, we're really burning those puppies out. Uh, same thing with like going from a bench press to a chin up is you're going from mm -hmm. a push exercise to a pull exercise. 
all high upper body, uh, technically different muscle groups, but that section of your body is not getting a breather, so. Right, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure, like, it, part of me felt like, and I even just, like, looking at some of these numbers that I, I could do actually a lot better um, by sort of, like, offsetting the two or sort of working, like, one set and then the other set. I mean, the, the most evident one for me was, uh, so the rope extensions, which for the longest time, rope extensions was probably my biggest bane that I'd always get through and then I'd just, like, not be able to, like, just halfway through my second set or, um, you know, just towards the end, I'd lose it a little bit there. Mm -hmm. uh, but then this time, like, partially driven by the fact that the, the set of weights I'd normally use wasn't available, uh, so I went sort of, like, a little bit lighter than I had been before, mm -hmm. but then I went higher than I'd gone before and still managed to smash it, smash it out and sort of maybe even have, a, like, a little bit left in the tank right at the end as well. And I'm not sure if that is something to do with, you know, balancing it off against doing the, the curls at the same time. But And then that's the thing as well. The old curls I was doing alongside the, the extensions, uh, they I actually probably hit better numbers on that than I have before as well. Nice. So well, that was uh, unsettling. Definitely the, like, sequence that you tackle things will affect other exercises. Like, if you're doing a bench press, you know, you're working your chest. But kind of the backup muscles are your triceps because they're, like, applying the brakes as you lower the weight mm -hmm. to your chest. So if you're doing tricep or chest and tries on the same day, you'll notice like that your tricep numbers slow down just a bit because they're being used so much in the chest exercises. So mm -hmm. it's it's little things, but like uh, I feel like I do. I throw stuff at you, and it seems like gibberish, but it's slowly starting. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's sort of like one of those things where I, I, I'm not sure if this is just my experience or the general gym experience, but I think no one knows what happens at the gym. Yeah. people have just been saying things for so long that all of a sudden like it means something yeah. to people yeah. when they're like oh yeah i'm just doing the seated curls into kickbacks like someone said that one day like i want to like they just lied about what they were doing they just made up these exercises oh it, and then it just like four weeks later they're like what are you doing oh seated curls into kickbacks and they're literally doing exercises and like, I just don't know what happens there. Well, like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is, like, the most prolific bodybuilder of our generation, but, like, if half the things that were attributed to him, he actually said, you know, he would be the wisest man on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, if somebody drops a weight on their foot, you know, it's like, well, you know what Arnold said, if you drop a weight on your foot, uh, you're less likely to do it again. It's like, uh, everyone <laughs> just places a hand over their heart and says, all hell, Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I had another question as well. So looking at this, uh, this set of exercises, one thing I've noticed is we have slightly shifted. Uh, so uh, it's sort of a slight shift, but like a shift nonetheless, is that we've still got my squats and the bench press that I had before, but we've shifted to just sort of like free weights as opposed to like the Smith machine. Mm -hmm. uh, was there any specific reason? Is there a difference uh, like actively between the, the Smith machine and doing it with just the, the regular weights? Absolutely. Uh, Smith machine is amazing. Like I, I used it this morning for my squats, but uh, the free bar for squats was not open. So no big there, but the main difference is stability. Um, okay. With the Smith machine, let's use bench press as an example. Uh, all you have to do is lower the weight and press it up. With right. uh, the free bar, you have to lower the weight, press it up, and keep it centered. And it's usually much more muscle fibers uh, than your your standard like Smith machine bench press. So mm -hmm. That that added right. bit of balance is actually more of a challenge. So you'll most likely see your number numbers dip a little bit going from right. the Smith to the free bar, but uh, you're working harder. So fret not. Okay. All right. I will. Uh... 
fret not, as we say. <laughs> well, fun fact, uh, maybe not so much for squats, but definitely for uh, your bench. At some point, we'll transition to straight dumbbells because even not having the bar attached, like uh, right. having a weight in each hand, and uh, that requires even more coordination. So uh, that'll I be see. like the, the next step of your bench press progress. So. Right. Okay. That's. Uh, I'm. I want to say I'm looking forward to that, and I kind of. Part of me is just like, wait, really? I just don't. <laughs> this is the thing is that I'm still. I still don't get the gym in general. Like I, like I've been going. I like I enjoy it, but I'm just not sure why. And I, I still have no idea. But it's kind of kind of fun anyway now. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask as well uh, is that one of the things we've been I've been doing. Uh, for quite a while now is the uh, yeah, look here the calf raises now you've got that so calf raises to failure so sort of doing it until the point where you physically can't can't raise your calves anymore mm-hmm. uh, I found that I was pretty consistent and like I'd get up to about 40 uh, more or less and so at this point I, I had to ask like how much is because for pretty much everything else it's more or less it's 10 to 12 reps mm-hmm. 10 to 12 reps is a set when it's to failure, sort of how much is, like, should I be saying I want to get this many reps? Should, it, for example, 12 be around the point where I fail? If I'm getting to, say, 40, on the other hand, and still being able to go, like, okay, I think I can go a bit more. Like, how much more do I need to increase the weight until I can drop those numbers down? Actually, I'm super okay with you having a high uh, calf raise rep number. Um, your calves, you know, they're an awesome muscle group. They can take that kind of abuse. Uh, so. I mean, by all means, let them have it. When I'm doing calf races, I'll usually get to about uh, 90 or 100 reps. So, uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, wow. it's, it's all relative. But I just really want to burn those puppies out. Like, they're not the biggest muscle groups as far as, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, your quads or your hamstrings or anything. So, uh, yeah, by all means, go to town on them. So. Yeah, I've just got to ask, and I understand we're very different people, but what's your when you're doing 100 calf raises in one set, how much are you lifting at the same time? I'm usually on a small machine, and I'll take a picture of it. It's a dedicated calf raise machine. Uh, it looks mm-hmm. kind of like a horse, <laughs> like you just, okay. like a really tiny metal horse. Like, a, But you lock your legs in at kind of a 90-degree angle, so you've got pads on top of your knees. Uh, okay. And I'll have 90 pounds, like two 45-pound plates uh, right. for resistance. And I'll usually start off and do 20 as slow as I can, so slow and controlled. Mm-hmm. Uh, just get a nice good burn built up and then when I physically can't complete uh, a slow and controlled rep anymore I'll just kind of hop my legs and do as many as I can and so usually go from 20 slow reps to however many fast bouncing reps I can knock out nice okay and more so I'm looking at this I'm looking at this machine now and it does look like a horse (laughs) (laughs) like it's very horse like do you have you called it a pona uh, well, no, I refer to it as the death pony because uh, <laughs> more than any other machine in the gym, like when I stand up from the calf raises, it's always this walk of shame. It's like, it's, <laughs> if anything's going to make me curse aloud at the gym, it's going to be the calf raise machine. So. Okay. Do, do you have any other like? Do you have a favorite machine? Is it is it the death pony? What what do you think is like your favorite thing just to either sit down or stand up to do or like? Oh, man. What's the machine that you look at at the gym with just like that sort of fondness that if someday they they're like okay we've got a it's sort of worn out where it's it's time to go where will the uh, the single tear roll down your cheek? Uh, uh, well, do you, 
light a fire and send it off to its Viking funeral. It's kind of cheating to a degree. Like I, there's to me nothing feels better than a good bench press or a good squat. Like if your form's on point and the weight's just right, like it's magical. You feel so accomplished. Uh, mm-hmm. But my personal favorite thing in the world is anything that has a handle on it for chin ups. Uh, so <laughs> there's oh, there's that- quite a few to work with at the gym, but like chin ups, uh, a full fledged chin up, you know, like no assistance whatsoever it's it's kind of a benchmark for exercise like a lot of people are intimidated by them they just stay away from it so when all else fails at the gym like if every machine i want to use is taken up i can always do chin-ups because nobody's (laughs) nobody's over there (laughs) (laughs) that's that's all i feel like for me it's i feel like it's the ugly duckling of gym equipment to a degree but the fly machine like i just really like sitting down on it and just sort of like having the arms like out wide where I'm like I'm, it's like I'm on the Titanic but yeah. then instead of Jack like making me feel like I'm on the edge of the world I'm like you know I'm on top of the world it's me like he's like and rep and rep <laughs> no yeah, uh, if, the, the fly like, machine's a gold like standard but like one of the funniest gym memes I've ever seen is just like this uh, veined out roided up dude uh, doing uh, the fly machine and it just says I'm gonna hug so good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty. Yeah, that's uh, definitely that. Um, I'm just having a quick look through here, cause and just more generally, the, the things I've got lines up for the uh, the coming coming month and new things you've added. One is the the military dumbbell press, and uh, like, should I get Sue in here to explain that, or like, what's what's military about this? Uh, military is usually anything that's like done in an upright seated position. Mm-hmm. So a military dumbbell press would be a shoulder exercise where you're sitting upright on a bench, uh, pressing <laughs> dumbbells directly overhead. So. Okay, right. Okay, that makes uh, that makes sense. Uh, and uh, just also like this is something you can probably get into. But so the you've got the incline chest press on here as well. So uh, can you talk about so in, going on the incline for the chest press as opposed to the the regular sort of like I guess lying down chest press. What are we what are we aiming for there? Okay, there's your chest is a, a fairly large muscle group and it's got different planes. Uh, you can I'll send you some infographs, but uh, you can target your upper like center and lower chest, and okay. so that's why you'll see people when they're trying to round out their pecs. Uh, you'll see people, you know, bench press at an incline, flat, or mm-hmm. decline. And right. still working your chest, just hitting it from different angles. So. Okay. This, man, I just want to... this Like, in a, in a sort of really bad way, this makes me want to Google just really, like, poorly... People who just don't exercise well. Oh, there's a see, whole, like, what happens. A whole, like, like, everyone's whole accounts like, dedicated to this. It's like this idea of, uh, well, like everyone's sort of seen that really weirdly like triangular shaped people who like never miss arm day or their chest days, but like have never once done like a leg exercise. But I just want to see someone who has only done like the upper and lower chest exercises and there's this like, like divot in the middle of their chest where it's just like no muscle growth whatsoever. You should be fine, but like uh, a lot of uh, like ladies that I've kind of worked with at the gym over the years, uh, we'll get to talking and they'll be like, well, I don't want to do too many of these because I don't want like huge Hulk shoulders. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I understand where you're coming from, but we're talking about 10 years down the road. I think I've had that issue as well where I'm like, I'm at like, I'm shopping and like, I've, I'm really excited because you know, I'm getting all these clothes smaller than before. It's it's great, but then I'm like, am I never going to wear skinny jeans? Like, is that not in my future? 
Like, is that is that it? I just have to go like, no, I've got muscular legs. Real yeah, talk, just, uh, I like the look of skinny jeans, uh, but my quads, and I don't have huge legs by any means, but the, yeah, they do not cooperate with the skinny jeans. I wear the most fitted pants that I can, but the full-fledged skinny jeans, it's just not happening. <laughs> I feel like there's definitely then an untapped market for the like this weird pair of jeans that just flares out like just a little bit around like the lower leg. Yeah. Just so you can fit in like like muscles, but like skinny jeans for buff dudes. They look like uh, a, a, a horse disguised as an emo kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's fantastic. Uh, well, uh, before we get out of here, like just weight wise, like what is your actual weight looking like these days? Uh, so I'm just shy, or just shy under 92 kilos at the moment. Hmm, so still still progressing on down. Uh, again, not sure if it's just a. Uh, like I'm, I've uh, had a birthday week this week, so haven't eaten the greatest this week. But uh, definitely from next week, it's going to be um, very, very much more strict onto that. Wow, dude, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the numbers here. So that puts you at about 203 pounds. Like, uh, I don't know. I know our uh, like milestones are different because you guys don't have miles. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> These are our kilometer stones. but we'll Kilometer mark or whatever. Uh, but. <laughs> you're almost under 200 which i remember for me like again starting off where you did at about 213 212 like uh, that was a, a huge mental gap to overcome so uh, yeah props, props uh, to you man i think it's a little bit further for me and i'm probably just going to double check some uh quick numbers now uh yeah it is but uh yeah definitely the, the 90 mark is where i'm sort of like the 90 kilos which is about 198 pounds so it's a, a couple of pounds extra is that when you hit that whole like 10 digit difference uh especially when it's only when you're only working with two digits when you knock the first one down by one that's uh that's where you definitely hear like feel the hit so uh yeah no that's uh like i don't know i don't have anything funny to say about that no no you're good but it's i mean just, it feels good it feels I, good i feel like a broken record uh you're you're doing it right you're doing everything right so uh, just keep it up man seriously it's okay i'll just uh keep going to the gym just <laughs> keep keep doing them them presses trust then... the process pick the stuff <laughs> it's cool but dude seriously if you have any like further questions or if anybody in the group does and you know again i apologize sincerely that we haven't been as active on the actual podcast but thankfully like you've still been putting the work in so that's the most important part but if you want to check out uh some of the people or if you want to support pank and his journey um you can check out the future fit podcast at facebook.com slash the future fit podcast so that's it awesome. uh pank anything you want to plug before we get out of here or? uh we just put out a new issue of froth magazine i'm not actually in this one myself but uh it's all about dark beers um it's all over the place and now i believe on the website which i'm not mistaken is froth uh magazine uh i'm just gonna double check that now while we're live on the air well not live while we were live on the the skype call that's right uh, frothbeer.com uh they have a where to find froth section now so if you're curious about where to find uh or if you're in the melbourne city uh, or just general Melbourne areas of uh, Melbourne, uh, or you know a few other places as well. There's uh, places that do uh, stock the magazine, so you can have a look uh, and uh, hunt it down actively. So definitely worth checking out. Um, that cause I uh, really love that magazine. My friends do some great work on that. Uh, otherwise, uh, the Future Boys always a pleasure. 
Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we nerd out about the gym on here, but we nerd out about actual nerd things on the Future Boys podcast. So, uh, we record two episodes of that a week. Uh, you can check it out on iTunes, SoundCloud, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash the Future Boys podcast. And, uh, yeah, we get this passionate, if not more, about the video games in our lives. So. <laughs> it's, it's pretty fantastic. Sweet. But, uh, yeah, no, this, is, this has been a pleasure. Again, I, I also want to apologize that we haven't done one more like more uh more more sooner than than we did uh again like yeah it's definitely just as much on me that uh i definitely wanted to, to push to find the time and it just never seemed to to work out and then a month passed so uh we are going to be much stricter and much better about this now i That's hope it. we've knocked like, the dust off of it i'm ready to like get the the group support to push you even harder so uh yeah we're yeah. about to to kick the tires and light the fires <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> Louisiana but yep that's gonna wrap it up for us and uh, we'll catch you next week